Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me It's telling you you're not allowed to have an abortion anymore. <laughs> so that was uh, it was pretty funny to me. Um, well, I'm excited because you know who can't be dumped today's movie, and that's Frankenhooker, which I'm excited to be a part of for for you all. Welcome to Quality Time. You always had that tat on your uh, shoulder. What is that? No, she, oh, that, that's actually a birthmark, Jeremy. No, I can't a... see it. What's up? Sorry, I'm, you can see how chubby and tan I am. Yeah, that was my first tattoo. Corn tail? Uh, no, constant. I'm a big Lost fan, so I have a Lost tattoo. Constant. Oh, I've never even seen Lost. I think it had the uh, step, had the stepfather in it. Yeah, yeah, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. Yep. And not only do I love the show, and I got a tattoo, my first tattoo. Both my cats are named after characters from Lost. Oh. Huh. What are the two? I, I don't know enough about Lost, but is one of them named after the fat guy? No. If you get a fat cat, would you name him after the fat guy from Lost? Hey, look, I'm never not going to have cats, so I'm sure I'm going to go through the whole cast at some point. Um, no, it's uh, Sawyer and Echo. So one named after the black guy. I'm progressive. <laughs> I'm not so much progressive as uh, I have like the people have said my blood is a soup like consistency of the, of a progresso soup. Um, that's, I'm progresso. Yeah, I'm progresso. <laughs> that seems that still seems kind of generous. I just assume if we cut you open, it's more like a chef boyardee sauce. Ooh, oh yeah, oh oh ketchup, uh, ketchup Italian. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever seen? I saw this fucking horrid. Uh, by the way, welcome to the Quality Time podcast. I'm going to just kick it into high gear at the at the six minute mark here. But um, fucking, uh, I watched this cooking video the other day. Uh, have you ever watched uh, TikTok? Does this thing where they love showing horrendous cooking videos that aren't aren't good? And I've got to be honest with, with you, I'm here for that and every reaction of a real chef watching it. I love every every time it happens. There's this one guy, I forget his fucking thing, but he's like this bald chef dude who kind of talks like this, and he'll watch every one, and he'll be like, this is horrible, this looks like shit, I, mm-hmm. I fucking hate this. And then at the end of it, he's just like, I, two out of ten, I'd still fucking eat it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Can I be honest? I do the same thing with anybody that sends me a TikTok of their stand-up is I just stitch it and I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is awful. And at the very end, I'm like, I'd still have sex with them. 
<laughs> I watched this one and it was such a fucking abomination to the world that uh so this guy takes uh takes the chef boy rd little uh, rings or whatever he first strains them in a in a strainer and washes off all the sauce then purees that into that puts dough, puts like baking dough into it rolls it and makes two patties out of it which is the patty to his meatball hamburger that's also made from recycled Chef Boyardee parts. And he's just making his face like, mm, this is pretty good. I was like, that looks like gelatinous garbage. I'll eat it. Throw up. <laughs> the bad thing about my TikToks is every once in a while I have to actually swipe because it isn't a video of uh, a girl with enormous breasts. Yeah, it's not a big booty Latina, because that's the only thing that plays on Jeremy's feed. I'll tell you what. Um, no, but welcome to Quality Time. Uh, of course, I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm alive, and um, it's one week out from um, reading Ralph Macchio and um, Newt from uh, Aliens. And, um, of course, my favorite, uh, Tom Skerritt. Oh, yeah. So which, which horror con are you uh, alluding to? Is this the New Jersey uh, Monster Mania or Chiller? Correct. Monster Mania. And I had to choose between that and Steel City Con, which was the same weekend, which I had a choice of seeing Paula Abdul and uh, the uh, um, Jennifer Grey from uh, Dirty Dancing. So. Oh, do you think when Paula Abdul ever breaks up with somebody and uh, she asks to get back with them, she said, you know, I would, but I feel like that would be two steps back for me. Well, you know, if she wants to get slapped the hell out of by Will Smith, I think that's a good um, you know, choice of men. You know? Oh, man. Is her hair, he'll just be slapping the fuck out of anybody that looks at her or her, his, his girl wrong, so. Well, Ico, she is the flyest of Laker girls. Uh, we're also joined by my my second favorite Laker girl, a one who's standing by a lake that we like to call Glen Burnie, Maryland. Currently, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? Eric, it's the Poo Tapsco River. <laughs> yeah, woo! Uh, you're, now, are you I'm are you cat or dog sitting currently from this lovely home? Dog sitting. It's a doodle. Oh, he's a doodle. so he's real soft. He's hypoallergenic, and he hasn't tried to hump me yet. Uh, I always find that uh, poodle mixes—they can come small or very large. What size is this dog? I have no clue. He's kind of medium, but the thing is, he's—he's he's, um a doodle. So even though I know you focus on poodle doodles, though, are like sort of like a subgenre, but they have their own thing because they're hypoallergenic. Oh, okay. Very cuddly, but they're good for people who are allergic to dogs and they don't shed. I always feel like when I, every doodle I've ever seen, they look like uh, a Jewish man as a dog. So I feel like somebody is like, it's okay. I'm hypoallergenic. And that they're like the, they're Jew dogs, right? Is that, does that make well, sense? I would, I would not use the term Jew dog. I'm going to stop you right first there of all, real quick. I love, I love Jew dogs. Okay. I'll say it. I'll say it. Let's isolate that for when we want to do our own podcast. Um, but, but, um, uh, we are planning when he's old enough 
We are going to throw him a bark mitzvah. A bark mitzvah. Yeah, there you go. Because at the bark mitzvah, that's his 13th birthday, which usually means you're putting him down. So that's exciting. Uh, Growing up in the the 70s, my favorite um, kids cartoon was Jew Dogs. (laughs) Jew Dogs. (laughs) I would love to. I think we should. Listen, I don't. I, I think it was uh I think it's a nice I think it's a nice term of endearment. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of my Jewish brethren may, might not agree. I'll call let's call it you know what? New segment. This is called Call a Jew. Let's see if I can get hold of <laughs> former guest. Call Sean Laskowitz and I'll ask him, is is Jew dog too offensive to say? <laughs> But it's in, all a, like context. A, in a term of endearment, not like not like how the racist guy says it in Inglorious Bastards, you know, maybe, where he's talking about <laughs> he's like maybe, maybe start it by being like hypothetical. Can a dog be Jewish? Yeah. Can they convert to Judaism? Yeah, yeah. By the way, how badass would this be? Okay, movie pitch. I'll, I'll a Quentin Tarantino joint, and it's about like a, a Jewish hitman, and it's called uh, and he's he's the Jew dog. And he's, I find him, he, I think he has a 70s vibe to him, uh, like a shaft. Uh, um, and so, he, so wait, is it spelled Jew D A W G? Jew dog, like that. It's almost like a black exploitation film, except it's centered around a Jewish hitman. <laughs> This would be good. Like, I look, it's good. I think it's a good thing. My favorite, my favorite scenes from the cartoon was always like the dogs, like, "Hey, look at this squirrel. Why don't we eat?" And it's like, "Oh, it doesn't look kosher to me. Even if it's dead, we're not going to eat this this squirrel." <laughs> Jeremy, didn't you also watch my favorite show growing up as a kid? Because it would have been the same timeline. I just watched it later than you would have. I discovered it later, which is a Scooby Jew. <laughs> oh, oh no, Raggy! I'm gonna have to circumcise you. All right, Scooby Jew. What he does is he finds he can't, uns- he can't be doing mystery solving on the Shabbat. <laughs> yeah, I told you we don't we don't solve amusement park crimes on the, on the Sabbath. <laughs> Because every time Shaggy goes to get into the kitchen because he's always eating, he's like, Zoink, Scoob, I don't think this is kosher. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, this this thing has some legs. I like it. I Just go back one second. You were talking about squirrels. Now, Ashley, um, my old my old boss uh, used to uh, is from West Virginia. He is a West Virginian through and through. And I didn't know this was a thing. Okay, he taught me that this was a this is a thing at least for his family. Is uh-huh. he like to go out hunting? But he would hunt something that I thought was rather strange. Um, he would go out with a twenty two and he'd go squirrel hunting. Oh yeah, that's a big thing because I live right over the border from Martinsburg, West Virginia, mm-hmm. and I grew up super white trash. Just throwing that out there. Um, I didn't even know that groundhogs for a while were called groundhogs. My boyfriends used to just call them whistle pigs. So mm, whistle pigs. All right. Nope. Um, I've been I've been uh, in the works with uh, the hunting channel for years now to hopefully make a hunting show with Matt Damon called Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Is that? I imagine it's where you uh, go out with a BB gun and just kill the rats in your own apartment. Um, that, that would be, 
I don't know. I've never. Have you either of you ever eaten squirrel before, though? I have not had squirrel. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had any other rodents, but not squirrel. I, I feel like I feel like squ- I, I think I would eat a squirrel, I, but it can't be great. I've like I've never been to like a, a a fun kitschy restaurant, even in West Virginia, where they're like, "We got squirrel legs," and I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Let's try the squirrel legs." It's- it's gamey, you know, kind yeah. of like a very tiny, like a rabbit. It's kind of like rabbit, I would assume. Very gamey, a little, little bit of meat. But, you know, in Peru, they eat guinea pigs. Oh, I bet you a guinea pig is delicious. God, I think, I just, I, I can imagine if you just gut that thing and roll it in a tortilla and put, throw a little bit of, a little bit of cayenne pepper on it, this boy's asshole is going to be greeting it on the way out. I don't like when you talk like that. You're like a human guinea pig, and I love you, and therefore would not eat you. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Guinea pigs, listen, if it's one thing I've learned from Richard Gere is that guinea pigs are made for love, not for eating. Um, not, a, not a guinea pig. Could you imagine trying to fit a guinea pig up your butt? You're talking about a gerbil. A gerbil. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Richard Gere, he's evolved over the years. He's a guinea pig man now. He likes to hear the weep, weep in his asshole. (laughs) Also, Eric, are you daring me? Because... Richard Gere can't be the end-all, be-all of what goes up there. I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I can't wait to see your your autobiography, Whistlepig, one day. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, but people aren't going to know it's about... They kind of read that and be like, oh, that was probably Ashley's street name when guys picked her up. (laughs) Oh, no. I've... Ashley sometimes makes jokes where she openly weeps afterwards. And this was one of them. And I'm here. And listen, I don't like it when you self-deprecate yourself to that point. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. She, she had me at street name. Street name. Oh, man. Um, not much has uh, been going on in the life of Eric Woodworth. Not a lot of uh, shows and stuff like that. It's actually been um, just a rather stressful week Uh uh sickness update i've only scratched myself bloody twice today so that's good uh i'm really i think i'm going to come up on that i will say that uh i hadn't had like a great appetite whilst being super itchy uh over the last uh two three weeks i guess i'm at now uh but uh it is dissipating not nearly as bad uh but uh when i when I, i'm telling you when i did them roids when i did them roids I get why people do them because like I've been working out this week and I gotta be honest with you the fucking I looked in there I was like it was like granted I'm still really fat but it was like I got bit by like if I actually got the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man bite like that this is exactly what I would look like because like I'd still be fat but also kind of jacked so uh I feel super muscly and things regrew like all right so you guys know that uh I'm a little bit of an antsy pants and like I pick at my thumb and stuff and you know how this thumb hasn't healed in like two years since I hit it with a hammer because I keep picking at it and it has like the white stuff is growing on the side of it so I have like nail that I have to cut anyway whatever I'm a train wreck hey my fucking my thumb healed up while I was on the roids so now it's like all just one piece of skin it's really it's really listen I'm just saying is it too late to get into steroids you're like the Hulk 
Yeah, I well, do. I feel like the whole... Look, I feel fucking jacked. The thing is, though, Eric, you know what they always say about steroids, and I just don't think your dick can get any smaller. It is true. My penis is the size of a fucking baby carrot right now. Uh, uh, but I, When you're talking about your skin condition, I've, I've heard of a skin condition where it's like really hard flakes on your skin <laughs> that, that form there, and What's I think it's thing? called Pringles. 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 Oh, speaking of Pringles, uh, our our mom. I guess we can debut this. Our mom has shingles currently, uh, and um, my wife just had shingles in 2020, uh, but not like super bad. She got it like a little bit on her chest, and she said it really sucked. But yeah, uh, I learned. I've been learning so much about shingles because my mom has it this time. Like Tracy had it, but she just like she's like just don't talk to me. I'm disgusting, and and um. But apparently you only get it on like one side of your body. It's just kind of weird and like all down like this. So you like it literally is the disease that you could be a Batman villain when you get it. I was trying to <laughs> it's like you get to be three week Batman villain. I kind of think that's cool. That's a cool side effect of the chicken pox, I feel like. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't wish that on on anybody. Also, I love that it wasn't till your mom got it. You're like, I kind of care about women having this disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just I just know Tracy's of a strong stock. You know, you understand? Like, she just listen. The way she deals with things is, uh, uh, it's it's cool. I'll die in this room alone, but please just leave leave me be. And so she just toughed it out like a fucking champ. Bites down on her thing and just goes ah, and fucking shoves another gerbil up her puss. Um, but that's just how she deals with. We all deal with pain and suffering a little bit differently. You know what I mean? I, I remember the last time I was sick and I'm laying in bed for how many hours and I and I'm, I I call out to my wife, honey, please, please make me some chicken soup. And her reaction is like, the fuck is wrong with you? Why the fuck do I have to do this shit for you? I'm like, OK, can you maybe just kill me. <laughs> do that for me. I'm so jazzed to die alone. <laughs> uh, i will say when i am sick my my sweet wife is very very kind she will if it's something when i had COVID, listen she refused to look at me face to face but would would leave the finest meals at the top of the steps for me to eat every night and i was like it was it was like the good stuff she's like can i get you anything else and i was just like do you need more water do you need more this do you need more that and i was like I'm, i mean i'm okay for right now but it was always you know whatever whatever i needed I got to be like full Jeffrey with her, Jeremy, if that makes sense. I'd be like, oh, hey, Trace. Hey, Trace, could you go to the Dollar General and get me bite beef jerky that's off market that'll probably give me diarrhea for like 18 hours? Um, and she'd do it. You know, that's. <laughs> that's... I, think I, need to, I think I need to write a love song, and the love song is going to be called Love is a Hassle. <laughs> you nailed it, Jeremy. Love is a hassle. I'm gonna murder him all night long in his sleep. Down, down, down. I have to care about you. Oh, can't we just pretend as if we care about each other? <laughs> ah, love is love is having to pretend. That's a love song, right? <laughs> 
You're gonna die soon. I'm gonna get so much insurance money. Yeah. Is it Twain song? <laughs> yeah. So he's got a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy. That's not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you die soon. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, Jeremy, we should partner up and do a, a quality time greatest hits of love, like, album. Just oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to be Tom Petty. You're going to be <laughs> Stevie Nicks. How about Tom Sweaty? Tom Sweaty. If we had names for episodes other than the movie we're doing, this week's episode would be called Tom Sweaty to me. <laughs> Petty yeah. and Nicks. Although that would have been, again. I would have thought died of heroin. I would have thought Tom Sweaty would be a great backup name for Blues Traveler. You know? <laughs> <laughs> very... That guy didn't do much traveling, but <laughs> uh, wait a second is is Tom Nutty his real name or his porn name? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Um, love no. you, Tom. I didn't want to watch. I love you so much, but I don't ever want to see you, you wouldn't, in porn. You wouldn't watch it? I'd watch a Tom Nutty Nutty. What if, what if he changed his name to Dick Nutty? I, what if he made a gay porn and it was called Nutty Buddies? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I like this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. No. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. Um, so Ashley, you've been out on the, you've been doing like tons of shows lately. I've been seeing flyers go up left and right. Um, I have some, I have some coming up. I just found out, which I'll mention again at the end of the show when we wrap up. I did just find out I'm doing a headlining set at the end of this month, a 45 minute set for the first time. So I'm not gonna blow that. Fucking ever. Yeah, I've done like thirty before in like thirty-five, but I've never done forty-five. Oh, yeah, you, you'll get your first of all. A, you'll nail it um, because you're very, very funny. Um, and it's do, do, don't you after you ever up there when you're like thirty and you're like killing it and you're like fuck, I'm out of time. All right, that's all. That's exactly what's gonna happen. And you'll be like, No, no, no. We're like because you're like you you want to keep doing it, and now you'll be at like the forty-five mark, and it'll be you're gonna fucking nail that shit. Where's that show at? You know what? We'll do plug up front. Fuck it. Oh, okay. So it'll be at and I the child in me can't stop laughing at the name. It's the Upper Deck. (laughs) 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 In Mount Airy, Maryland. Um, so that'll be August the twenty eighth. It's a Sunday at seven p.m. Oh, so after quality time on the twenty eighth in Mount Airy. Ooh, yeah. You know what? Doesn't every good comedian after five minutes into their set say, "Gosh, I wish this was over so I could get back to the green room and do some heroin." (laughs) I would look so good if I did heroin, but. You should have seen me on Coke. I was beautiful and even meaner than I am now. <laughs> yeah. I always think that's the sexiest reality in um in the butterfly effect is when she's addicted to heroin and she has that giant spider vein in her fucking shoulder. Was that sugar free Coke or sugar or caffeine free Coke? Uh definitely Coke with a little bit of fentanyl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I used to, um, I don't usually talk about this much, but like, I can admit that at my like height of insanity, 
I was doing it like pretty much every morning, but like I was still really religious at the time. So like a crazy person, I would be in my church parking lot every morning because I was Catholic at the time do a bump off my keys before going into mass every morning mass that i was not required to go to this is this is jesus's dandruff snorted for you this due in remembrance of him that makes you know what i do i would bump and then like if you have extra you you like rub it on your gums and stuff but then like a psycho i'd go in and like dip my fingers in the holy water I always imagine if you were like coked out going to church, did you ever, were you ever like sitting there listening to the thing? You're like 12 disciples. That seems like so many fucking few people. I could, I could get so many more fucking disciples than that. <laughs> no, but one time I did, I think I might've even done this as an honest Ash. I did one time show up um, to confession because I was very devout and I was at a party and realized you had to go to confession the night before. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't drive. I'm trash, but I got to go to confession. I Ubered to confession and then told the priest during confession that I was drunk. So I had to confess it while I was in there. Oh, that's nice. A, a little confession yesterday. He was just like, I am so, listen, I know I'm a priest. and I wanted I gotta, to fuck that priest so bad. I, yes, Jeremy? I got to be honest with you. I When you told me that you were drunk at this confessional, I couldn't even jerk this young child off, right, that was in the booth with me. (laughs) No, I will say that priest didn't do that, but I wanted to fuck that priest. He was hot. Okay, go ahead. So uh, at at the, the work party yesterday for my wife's job, uh, it was free beer, and it was an outdoor pool party, of course. Uh, I made a mistake, small mistake, after drinking from moment one, I walked into that party, uh, all, all good beers. There was never, not a Schlitz among any of the choices. No Nagasat, nothing like that. No Narragansett or anything. Didn't crush any. But um, although, man, I'd love drinking a Narragansett. But I wanted to finish the day with a, with a Lion and Kugel, but I couldn't because I drank one of these things that's not beer. It's actually in a can that has vodka. So I drank one of those vodka mixer things that look like beer. Oh my gosh, that hit me so hard. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't drink anymore. I'm literally going to vomit if I drink another drink. So I was like, okay, I'm done. And, and I, I'm still cool. I'm, I'm like talking normal. I'm, I'm quite in control of myself. Like, But my stomach says, don't drink another drink. You're going to vomit. And I'm like, well, this isn't cool. And I realized I, I, I can't drink one of these vodka drinks and normal beer. It's it's throwing off the system. Well, wow. <laughs> if I if I could impart maybe just a smidgen of wisdom from the nineties that I learned, um, that if you drink a whiskey drink and if you drink a vodka drink and if you drink a cider drink and drink a lager drink, what you need to do is sing some songs that remind you of the good times and then sing some songs that reminds you of the better times. Because if you get knocked down, you will get up again. And that's part of Lake Wobegon this week, <laughs> where all the women are beautiful and all the children above average. Well, Jeremy, did, were you okay? Or did you or did you embarrass yourself at this party? I need to know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, man, I'm a serious hardened alcoholic. And of course, I just said to the wife, well, not going to drink this line of Google. I'm done. 
and I proceeded to eat a little bit more, and I was far. I backed off from the line of saying I'm going to heave all over this table. So either way, I, I hate the. I, doesn't your body just tell you like, don't drink another drink, don't drink another drink, you're going to vomit? Who the fuck passes that line? I don't understand that. Well, I think it has to do with uh, an intake, uh, at least for me, when I was uh, in my, my roaring 20s, uh, where you would do fun things like, hey, chug a whole fifth of Jack Daniels just to prove you can do it. And you're like, I'm fine. And then 30 <laughs> minutes later, you're getting into a fight with your roommate who, on your 22nd birthday, uh, slams your face into an asphalt, con- uh, into the asphalt outside of Bamboo Bernie's, which is a story that happened to me. And your girlfriend friend future wife just spends the rest of the night picking the little pieces of asphalt chunks out of your open wound on your face as you skid across the ground but positive note um the next day was finals for me and i went to a a final that was for a painting class which i didn't want to be in anyway and they looked at me for two seconds they were like oh my god do you need to leave and i was like that would be great So it got me out of a final. So that was that was pretty tight. I understand, Jeremy. It's good that you're being an adult and you knew your limit. Just like Eric said, there was a time in my life when I didn't. Uh, I was once tossed apparently in a ditch in Australia and I had to find my way back to where I was living. So, you know, it's. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, it was pretty. That could be a stash. I, I would like to hear the rest of that story as not a stash. Well, maybe if we ever get to a Patreon level where we put that behind a paywall, I think that's a paywall level story because I might know about it. Um, well, you know what? Eric's right. I've been bugging Eric for years, and now that Rob and Joe have one, maybe he's finally on board. We should have a Patreon. Well, they've had a Patreon for quite some time, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we maybe you know, yeah, I think we. No, could. the new uh, the new Justin Schlegel show featuring Robin Joe, <laughs> pretty yeah, cool. It is. It, it has breathed new life into it. Say no more. Uh, but um, God, you know, I this is this is the one last story that I'll I'll tell about doing drugs because it's fun. Um uh, the drug you, episode 301. I'll, I'll tell you about a time I did drugs uh where I got really sick and had to had to leave apart. So uh it was in uh I'd say it's like my uh uh early oh, I was probably 25 26. I was just married. Me and the wife were going to an Orioles game cuz we uh we had Orioles like uh, season tickets for a while. We go to like Thank 10 games a year. Thank God when you start saying Orioles, I, I thought, oh God, he's saying orgy instead of Orioles. So I'm at the, I'm, I will get there. So um, I'm at the, I, I go to the Baltimore Orioles game. It's in the middle of the summertime. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, I've probably been, you know, I've this was in a time where I, I thought it was fun to work like a day job and then also do comedy and drink my face off. And also uh, to pet me up in between the downtimes of like sleeping for two hours at a time. You know, you do a little, you do a little, little cocaina. It helps, helps, helps ease the senses in so you can do uh, some, some work during the day. Well, I was really, I wasn't feeling great. It was super hot out and I was about to go to this Orioles game. I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's do a, let's do a fucking quick rail in the car before I go meet the old lady out there. And I was so dehydrated and sick that I was sitting in like the sun of like, uh, of Camden Yards as it was beating down on me. And just, I was like, 
and then I started to get like the cold sweat where I was like, oh, this is what death feels like. And my wife looked at me and like, are you feeling good? I was like, no, I got to come on with you. I did some cocaine in the car. I'm not feeling great. I think can we go, can we go home immediately? So I had to go and then drive uh, my car back. Um, very, very sick. Uh, and then I had to just have some Pedialyte to get better and lay down. And I realized, I was like, you know what? Maybe this cocaine isn't that good. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll say it's maybe not the best thing if you have to go to an Orioles day game at four o'clock to do some. Maybe not a great idea. God, Mrs. Woodworth is so lucky. <laughs> uh she uh she wakes up and uh d- doesn't think that but it is it's true she is she is very lucky um maybe you guys grew up in the 90s versus the 80s it's like when that when the len bias story came out it's like oh wow uh, an athlete at the top of his game uh, he died of cocaine i'm never doing cocaine i'm fat I'm overweight. Uh, no, I've never touched it ever. So. You have to understand. I'm the youngest here. I sort of grew up during the '90s, but really, I grew up after 9/11. So everything after that doesn't fucking matter. Do you? Uh, <laughs> do you ever think that? Uh, do you ever think that, like, when Len Bias died, uh, that like, uh, like Keith Richards looked at it, it was like. <laughs> Some fucking fucking athlete, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I just remember <laughs> I, I, the the funniest thing is that the latest, the biggest, probably my name has reached the entire uh, nation is in the death of this kid who is in our in our killer clown movie is mentioned with with uh, freaking Schwarzenegger's kid and uh, Cindy Crawford's kid because he was in our movie. And he and he died of fentanyl at a party on a couch. So my name is mentioned with this kid that that overdosed on fentanyl and, and a national story. Local so. clown actor who touched this kid's penis of a fentanyl overdose, Jeremy Woodworth, um, is how I will only introduce you from now on. <laughs> so it, it's 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 nice to be famous. So all he all he had was a single. All this poor kid had was one vodka drink laced with fentanyl, and the next thing you know, he was he was Eric, dead. Eric waits for my true fame when I go on my shooting spree, and it's like, man, he's so famous now that he did that killing spree, man. I mean, Jeremy, I've seen your marksmanship. I don't think you're. I don't think you're gonna get that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but see, wait though. Jeremy's been talking this up forever. But the sad reality is when it's like local man shoots down and kills five thousand rats. But like there's a, yeah, there's no people. Well, but the rats remember you. The rats remember when you. When he called people rats, that was a bad day. So. Oh no. <laughs> He's also a big ghost fan. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like that we're talking about this because we know Jeremy will get gunned down by the police as it happens. And then, like, at your funeral, what am I supposed to say? Be like, Jeremy was a per... Jeremy lived. Uh, He was alive. And then he was not. Um, He was tired of getting fired from temp jobs. (laughs) Jeremy, you may be a temp at your job, but you're a permanent in my heart. Aww. Hey, don't, 
don't don't let don't get me wrong. I enjoy the, the weeks off. It's like a little vacation every three months. So as long as I can get my unemployment, it's all good because I'm making more money on unemployment than I am working. Fuck yeah, <laughs> brother! Turn a hundred dollars a week on gas. I'll fucking tell you that. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know, gang. Are we ready to go over tonight's film, or is there any other pre-show uh, I, amble we have? I need to preface that I did uh, try to contact Hen and Lauder right before the show, and every time I've tried to contact him, he's never contacted me back. So. Oh, well, um, I don't know why. I mean, Jeremy, you're such an upstanding citizen. What oh, wait, point? he did He did see my last message that I messaged him probably a year ago, so he did see it. He just didn't answer back. Oh, well, Jeremy, I, I, I never leave you unread. I'll tell you that. Well, I did, I did meet him in, in person uh, years ago, and I bought a uh, brain damage T-shirt from him, which I can't even wear because it's quite disgusting. What's so no. disgusting about the brain damage shirt? Is it the, the dick the, the, part? The, yeah, it's the picture of the, the of the, uh, the the something that looks like a penis into the woman's mouth. So. Oh, that's nothing. One. Which is actually Aylmer. Did, would you wear that to a, a Catholic confessional? As long as I'm in a box, nobody can see me. <laughs> I just remember the wife seeing the shirt. And she's like, you're not wearing that. <laughs> well, uh, Jeremy, as Jeremy alluded, we're going over a, uh, a wonderful Hen and Lauder film. Uh, 1990s Frankenhooker, uh, which I honestly just completely picked on a whim this week i saw it was on tubi for free and i was just like you know what i've never watched frankenhooker i'm gonna jump into the frankenhooker world this week and uh i wasn't disappointed it's a it's a fucking great movie uh from beginning to end i was honestly honestly god i was expecting this movie to be so much shittier than it actually turned out to be it's actually a pretty good fucking movie um this, uh, uh, of course, it's directed and written by Frank Henenlotter, of course, of uh, the fame from the Basket Case series, part one and two, which part two was actually being filmed uh, at the same time as this movie, uh, as well as uh, another previous Quality Time episode, one of Jeremy's favorites, which would be uh, Brain Damage, which is uh, another another classic Hen and Lauder film. I think you were, you were also mentioning that it was filmed the same time as Basket Case 2. Yeah, that, I thought that's what I said. Did I say Basket Case but, 1? By brain Damage. Oh, God. I, I apologize. Yeah, it All was right. filmed during uh, Basket... Filmed at the same time as Basket Case 2, uh, which I don't think I've seen Basket Case 2. Is it as good as Part 1? Uh, it, it's so much bigger, so much bigger budget and, uh, great acting from the, uh, the doctor, uh, bad doctor from, uh, reanimator as the bad guy, which is a pretty good role. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, it's also, uh, written writers are Frank Henlotter and Robert Martin. Uh, it's, this movie is it's had a budget of 1.8 million. It's a trauma film, which is up until this point is this was Frank Henlotter's biggest, biggest budget movie he had ever done. And, uh, apparently he actually ran out of budget by the time they blew up all the hookers mid movie they ran out of special effects budget. So he had to get more money for the movie. Imagine, imagine having $1.8 million and you ran out making this movie that it seems wild to me. It seems wild. Are you also saying they ran out right before, like, kind of the biggest thing of the movie, which yes. would need to be the explosion? 
you know, they exploded all those hookers and they were like, yeah, we got nothing else. So when they got to the end of the movie, uh, apparently, no, no spoilers, but there's more explosions that happen near the end of the movie. Uh, he, Frank had to uh, hire um, non, basically, uh, 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 he called it an off, like an off-brand or like a an independent quote-unquote pyrotechnics company, and he was like, "Don't worry, it's safe, probably." <laughs> and <then laughs> he would just say that to the actors, he's like, "Ah, don't worry, it's safe, eh, probably. It's probably." You're Which right. surprises me because Lloyd Kaufman. I mean, if he he was already involved with this pick, right? Wasn't, wasn't Lloyd the producer on essentially everything or no? I would assume so. I mean, he's always so, so concerned. He's one of the most concerned about safety, like people there is in these films. So the idea that he would have no idea that they're like, this, this team seems fine. Doesn't seem like him though. Uh, I think it's also, I think Frank Henlotter does have a very gallows humor as we all expect. I think he probably also like, I, I don't think he would put people knowingly in danger, but also he also has the wherewithal and the self reality is like, I know nothing about this company. We could all die. Like he, you understand he could, he's just very proud matter of fact right. about it's it. It's not the know? John Landis of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's not John Landis. He didn't murder two Vietnamese children just to get a shot in a fucking twilight zone movie. Come on. You know, uh, while their parents fucking watched, uh, <laughs> Oh god damn. I still love that that is in the movie that you can see the kids actually die in the movie. Jeremy, hear me out. We do a film with Eric trying to rescue two kids and we call it Comedy Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, just, I'm in. Uh, I, I just watched uh, the movie Cater with uh, Burt Reynolds being chased in a in a in a in a boat by a helicopter that is dangerously close behind him. I'm thinking this movie would never be made after Twilight Zone, and this is the real Burt Reynolds being chased in a boat by a helicopter. Like, if he ever lets up on that throttle, the, the blades are coming right through his back. Yeah. That rules. Like, are you kidding me? I like it. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I bet you Burt Reynolds was like. The real problem with the Twilight Zone was it was a closed set, even though it was a, a semi-large building. And when the the the, the helicopter uh, hit the the wires inside the the uh, the set, it it just came on down onto these onto the actor and these kids. So it was it was just stupidity. So yeah. Either way, you know. Well, you know, Jeremy, I did an adult film with that same gator called Master Gator. <laughs> I, you know, it does. I will say uh, it is uh, for the shot being what it was. It's totally worth being the worst story in that movie. Um, 100% worth it. <laughs> it was against racism. <laughs> Oh goddamn! So, uh, no, but Frankenhooker, nineteen ninety. Uh, the qu a brief little synopsis is: a medical student dropout loses his fiance in a tragic lawnmower incident. And Can I talk about my favorite moment from Twilight Zone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was mid-sentence, but go for it, man. I'm I'm for it. I'm here for you. My favorite scene is when he wakes up and it's John Larroquette as a KKK member using the N word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is 
I'm not gonna lie, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. And I am being a bit harsh. The worst story in that is the the young kid, the the old people that become young kids. That's actually the worst. Story. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite episode of Night Court. <laughs> Come on, bull! You fucking beep. <laughs> Marsh <laughs> Davis takes care of things nice and fast. So, <laughs> oh god. So, uh, a medical school dropout loses his fiance in a tragic lawnmower incident. It's a story as old as time, and decides to bring her back. Unfortunately. He was only able to save her head. So he goes to the red light district in the city and lures prostitutes into a hotel room so he can find parts to make his girlfriend whole once talk, again. Can we talk about the most important scene? Um, Sure. Lee, will you jump around? I'm, I'm game for that. Uh, he's, he's reminiscing about his girlfriend and he has a, a special video cassette about the bad news of his girlfriend dying. And of course, he hides it in a, in a in a video cassette holder of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, in the news report, the news. Well, report I have has- I have the news report. Can I play the news report? I actually have it as a clip. So after uh, she dies, he he does there is he does watch this tape of the news broadcast. So I, I did rip some of that audio here. So I don't want you to step on the audio I already have. What began as a birthday barbecue ended in a bizarre tragedy in Hohokus, New Jersey today. It was this power mower that brought a quick end to the life of 21-year-old bride-to-be Elizabeth Shelley. Like wood through a mulcher, the girthful fiancé disappeared beneath the blades of the berserk mower that sent her personality raining down upon the horrified birthday revelers. In a blaze of blood, bones, and body parts, the vivacious young girl was instantly reduced to a tossed human salad, a salad that police are still trying to gather up, a salad that was once named Elizabeth. <laughs> I do I do love that he refers to her as a girthy woman. <laughs> I, if I ever... If I am dead and I hear any of you refer to me as a girthful woman, I will come back from the dead and shoot all of you. Anybody can see from this movie that she weighed at least 130 pounds. I love that their idea of making her fat is also like funny. I'm like, ha ha ha. But then it just opens stupid padding around her midsection in this outfit that like covers her up and i'm looking at like her beautiful slender neck and arms and hands and i'm like yeah badass like i just i hate it so much even with that even with that fake fat body that she had now she'd be a tiktok star today let me tell you she'd be in jeremy's feed tomorrow um So I hate it here. I do his uh. So I love that she's yeah. He's he's a bit of an inventor, and uh, she's just like he's like, hey, don't stand in front of those blades. Just want to let you know. She's like, and it does this and this and this, and she clicks all the buttons. She's like, hey, move out! Yeah, she just gets fucking ground up by this open source fucking lawnmower you made. Well, sorry, real quick though, I also love that like at this party. Real quick, back to the thing I can't let go. I love that she's eating a small handful of pretzels, and they're like, ah, you eating again, fatty? Like, what are you doing? And <laughs> slap them out of her hand. And they're like, how's the diet going? I'm going to kill somebody. Um, oh, I did have I'm- some I did have some real quick audio that before we get too far, far ahead. Can I just play this one clip? This is her sure. talking about uh, her boyfriend, Jeff, who's sort of a doctor. 
No, he does. He's just sort of a doctor in his spare time. Calls himself a bioelectrotechnician, whatever that means. Well, is he at least going to medical school? <laughs> Goodness, no. He's been kicked out of three of them already. And you let him operate on you? Well, of course. I mean, we're going to be married. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just like the idea that, like, if I was just a, a doctor in training, you would just let me practice on you because we're going to be married one day. Uh, he's going to own it, so why would he fuck this up? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of fair. He can't complain if you look jacked up. He's the one that did it. Yeah. Um, same thing after having kids. Um, but so... <laughs> I, I also love that. I'm glad Eric pulled that audio because immediately I thought of Buzz Lightyear in the first Toy Story when he goes, I don't think that young man has ever been to medical school. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would never let him touch me. Um, I feel really bad about her death because I can't imagine dying with people from Queens. Like yeah. that sounds fucking yeah. horrible. I think I think also just to point out one other thing is that her death really I think has a really cool subtext that's not really talked about and it's called women should never touch the remote control. And I mean that was I, the thing that I got from it more than anything you could die. I mean if that, if that happens. <laughs> so um the guy the guy is truly a New Jersey genius. <laughs> because number one he's he's got a brain that has an eyeball in it in his kitchen Uh, that is true i i do like that he has like uh, i can't get it to work right and then later hey later he does get it to work though it's like floating around in a little purple goo uh tank that he has I mean, he's ready to make fucking either RoboCop or the Ed 209. That is true. And he, <laughs> he's and like, if there's only way I could make this cyborg be dependent on crack, so be we'll, able to make an army. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, so uh, Elizabeth's head, though, is uh, he he's able to salvage her head, her foot her like big toe and like a hand is all that he has uh he puts it in that cool gelatinous purple goop that he has and uh so much so that he started to have dinner with it and i love the little dinner scene where he's like oh here have some wine he pours it in her mouth and just starts coming out of her neck and he's like oh very good very clean like this just wiping it up it's a very funny scene can i play a little clip from my favorite band yeah, I was, I was, yeah, please, please do so. It's called Lawnmower Death. Okay. That's all. That's it's the kids in America. That was nice. That was good, Jeremy. Uh, lawnmower death. I, I don't know if the, the the band was named after this movie though. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also like during this dinner scene while they're sitting there. He um, 
he he says, "Hey, honey, I just want to show you your new your new body that I've been working on." And the diagram of the body is just her head like glued on top of like some chick with huge tits. <laughs> 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 I swear to God, I almost fell out of my seat laughing at that part. I was just like, "This is nice, isn't it, dear?" <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, this movie's ridiculous. Uh, but he's on a time crunch, okay? He's on a time crunch because it's two days away and he has no parts and there's a weather weather forecast is calling for a lot of lightning. What began as a birthday barbecue ended Oops. in a bizarre... As you can see from this lovely map right here, we have some very exciting weather arriving here in about two days. More thunder and lightning and electricity than you've ever enjoyed before. <laughs> very spooky, very spooky. And just right for you mad doctors out there. <laughs> <laughs> what a convenient weather report right there. <laughs> Which... I love that he's more concerned about needing this electricity to bring her back to life in that time frame and not the fact that she's stinking up his mother's basement. Yeah, yeah, that is <laughs> that is true. Now I, I Jeremy, Everybody know who the uh the, the, the weatherman was? Uh, so I I didn't know who this guy was and I had it I, I had seen it looking through the uh the facts for this movie, Jeremy. Do you are you familiar with this actor who did the weatherman cameo here? Uh, I hate to say I didn't know him well enough, uh, even though I had seen him at um, Chiller probably like 20 times. But? Uh, everybody knew him at Chiller as the, the kid's uh, uh, creature feature guy. Um, he's not the, the DC-20 guy, you know, from here in Balmer. Uh, that, that's Zachary, of course. But, of course, the, the recognizing of the name, the, the voice is, of course, of Aylmer. Which I didn't even find out until after oh. he died that he was the the voice of Aylmer. Oh, I didn't know he was the voice of Aylmer. Yeah, so he was some local creature feature guy that played on like six or seven affiliates, like in New York and like north oh. of here. Well, Brian, you're really losing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he uh, he's only got two days to get all these parts, but you know what? He's having trouble thinking, and you know what happens when you have trouble thinking? You gotta give yourself a, a, a lobotomy because that's the only way you can get the brain juices really flowing. And I do like that he just like looks at the, his little diagram of the brain, and he's like, "Yep, that's right here, right at the that's the spot I gotta tickle with this fucking drill bit." Well, I love that as he's thinking about it, he's like, don't want to lose that section. Don't want to lose those memories. We'll go with section 22. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does that, and he finally comes to the wonderful conclusion that the only thing he could do is he's just got to go pick up some goddamn hookers and, and get the body parts that he needs. But... Um, so as he's going through the streets of New York, uh, as the Jersey guy, uh, uh, he finally makes his way to, uh, Grande Huevos, which, uh, is such a great name for a Spanish, uh, uh, titty bar, which of course means big balls in Spanish. Uh, Huevos actually means, uh, technically eggs, but it's also the slang term for balls. So gr big balls is the, uh, the name of, uh, the, the establishment he gets into. And I just 
love how debaucherous this place is, but how hot the women are for how debaucherous it is. It makes no sense. Like, it's like, I know that there are places where people openly smoke crack and then have a three-way with two methed out dudes in a bathroom stall. Like, I know those places exist, but they don't look like these women at all. That's nuts. Uh, The first thing Eric mentioned, uh, may I suggest the crown in Baltimore? More, if you want to see the first part of what Eric said. Um, <laughs> but no, I made that note too. These women are far too beautiful to be hookers. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry to hookers, but mm-hmm. I've seen hookers. They aren't that. Mm-hmm. No, they don't look like that. Like, yeah, absolutely fucking not. Like- if you're that pretty, men don't need to pay to have sex with you. Every, like it- every hooker no, I've ever no, actually no, no, road hookers definitely ain't the best. Yeah. Every Baltimore hooker I've seen is always wearing a jean jacket and has five good teeth left. Those are the ones that she doesn't let the meth pipe hit um, as they pass through her fucking gullet on the way down. Uh, but yeah, these are not those. And and the idea, uh, he he does meet Zorro in this scene, who I love. <laughs> Zorro is my favorite character throughout this. He is the mix, he is the uh, Latin American pimp that is overruns everybody, but also the crack dealer that sells doesn't sell crack by the vial, which is odd. He sells crack by the bag of vials, which I thought was very funny that he doesn't. He it's, packages twice. He's such a good drug dealer that he is just like, no, no, no. You get multiple vials per bag. Uh, it's, it's kind of like the flea market grab bag of drugs. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, hey, there could be anything in here. It's a dollar. Like, he's just like, also, would you like some of this Nazi uh, memorabilia and or vape supplies? This is a flea market. You can get all of it here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he it's does. one stop shopping. He does order himself uh, a party uh, with a bunch of hookers so he can uh, uh, measure them, but also buy some crack so he can analyze the crack because he's like, hey, these hookers love crack. So these aren't just really beautiful women that are hookers. They also are, he knows that he, they're also crack riddled. They love they are, love crack cocaine. Are, are we skipping over the most important part of Zorro? Did I lose you? Why you get... No, we're waiting for you. No, I'm, uh, I'm asking uh, you to the, talk the, with my hand. Who he was in brain damage. <laughs> oh, no, I, I know he is in brain damage. I Honestly, I saw that and don't remember him in brain damage at all. For the when, 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 uh, when Brian goes uh, s- scouting, he's he's the uh, the naked guy in the shower. Oh. And, he, and, he's, and he's like just kind of like, Hey, it's okay. Nobody will mess with you. Is he just standing there naked, all lathered up and everything, and muscle bound? I was like, oh, it's yeah. kind of hard to figure out which was filmed first, the brain damage scene or this scene. So, well, I do love when we're dealing with Zorro uh, and Jeffrey. Excuse me, in his office. <laughs> um, I love that he, Zorro mentions the glass diet. Um, I really enjoyed that as he was saying all the women were on the glass diet because of the drugs. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, that must be what I'm on because of all the blood in my stool. <laughs> Every time I hear the glass diet, I only think of, uh, did you ever watch the show Oz? 
at all. I loved in the show Oz that uh, they murder that one guy by feeding him uh, ground up glass every day and putting it in his uh, in his lunch. Even when he gets put in the med ward, they're like, it's okay, everybody. Go ahead and eat your thing. And he knows there's glass and he's like, <laughs> and he's like shoving it down his fucking thing and it's cutting up his insides. And I'm like, ah, oh, what, a, what a creative and horrible way to murder somebody slowly. I, I, I really want to apologize okay i know you weren't around and i was like maybe the girls want to watch something about the wizard of oz and i put on (laughs) oz for them and i was like i don't think this is with with the wizard in this why is why is jay jonah rape rape raperson raping that guy uh Yeah, by like the second or third rape, I finally turned the channel. I was like, this isn't for kids. <laughs> this isn't for kids. And all your, your both your girls were like just crying their eyes. And I'm like, don't say that what? You, your, their, your uncle made made you watch Oz. Why did J. Jonah Jameson do that to the guy from the Weird Science Chet TV show? Um, He's anyway. the guy that sells insurance like a Nazi leader. <laughs> so, uh... He uh he takes the crack now, but he has an epiphany. He knows how to kick this party into uh, into high gear. He 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 looks at the crack and he makes uh his own concoction. This crack shit's killing him. This super crack will get the job done a lot quicker. <laughs> Without any pain, <laughs> I like that. So he concocts super crack, and uh, they don't tell you exactly what it's gonna do, but it'll just kill them faster. That's uh, that's for, all he knows. For me, super crack is when Eric forgets to wear a belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that while he's saying that the clip that Eric just shared, he's watching TV. And there's a woman on talking about they need to legalize prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I would agree because I want health care. Um, but I also <laughs> I also love that she has an acronym called Hooker. And I don't remember what hers is, but I tried really hard to come up with one for us. And all I could come up with was help out our king, Eric the Retard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anytime you see eric struggling to read just remember no Booker. i can do it myself i can read it myself athlete <laughs> i'm sorry it's the only thing i can think of. i'm reading now the quick gray fox <laughs> damn it Ugh, and he breaks the fucking computer and by that i mean me so uh he's in this room with all these these beautiful uh porn st- uh, uh these beautiful hookers which uh it's very funny so uh this was the first movie that was like majorly produced by uh Lauder. so he actually was offered a bunch of sag this was a sag film so screen actors guild like um 
fucking actors and actresses but he didn't like any of the actors that they were sending him because they were like hesitant to do nudity especially like find seven of them that so he went to the local strip club there and picked up seven women the funny part about that is every woman who's in this scene ended up being in the screen actors guild so as all the all these strippers got to be got sag cards because they were in this movie which i think is that's pretty fucking awesome they're 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 part of it every time we watched it today these these ladies that explode in a couple of minutes here all got a penny because i watched this movie today well you know who else has their sag card who's that me <laughs> do you really have a sad card or is it you're just making a titty joke that's a titty joke oh okay i still liked it i wanted you to have a sad card real bad though no, so, bitch i said i wanted health care you think i don't want a sad card <laughs> <laughs> only thing ashley has is a sad card uh, <laughs> Uh, these he measures all these women right and uh, he's getting their measurements he's like i just can't pick one of you you guys can leave and he's having some remorse he's like i can't kill any of these hookers right uh, i'm sorry oh, actually yes go ahead i'm so sorry eric but actually you you skipped over just briefly one of my favorite things though i hope you boys picked up on this when he's meeting all of them before he says he can't pick one they go over their names and i spit my coffee this morning when one of the girls' names is Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was more than 10 years ago, I go to one of these uh, horror conventions, and I decided to go to the, the Q&A with Patty Mullen, uh, Sybil Danning, and um, who's, who's the gal from uh, Superman, uh, the crazy one? Gene uh, Hackman. Gene Hackman, yeah, the, the yeah, female Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gina, so, Gina Hackman. <laughs> I know she, she was, was also she in was Amity, Amityville Horror. You know, she went crazy with the, the crazy league with her. And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name offhand. Robert well, Downey Jr. and Anne Heche. Yeah, okay, so. so you went to this Q&A with these uh, actors and actresses, uh, with these actresses, and? Yeah, I mean, it's big enough just for me to hear, you know, what's her name from Superman. I was a big mm -hmm. fan, so... They're doing a Q&A, and uh, Patty Mullen is explaining how, how she did uh, Frankenhooker, and they get all these these prostitutes in the scene, and it's like none of them, none of them want to want to bare chest. So she's like, uh, I'm going to uh, set these gals straight, and she goes up and just bears it all, and like, okay, bitches, you know, drop them. You know, just tells them how it is. Like, this is time for a fucking scene. So, so she pretty much, you know, just... Uh, bullied all these women to like that were kind of iffy like okay time, time to show them bitches and then of course that was interrupted soon after by the daughter from the original walking uh tall movies who had nothing to do with this forum and just walks in like hey i know you, you guys are i'm not as big as any of you other celebrity but i was gonna talk about walking tall and everybody's like looking like what the fuck we're talking doing? we're talking about titties right now. Get out of here, you fucking hag. And and she's like, Well, I, I wanted to talk about walking tall. And of course she introduces herself and like and the only people asking questions in the room are her fucking family about walking tall. I'm like 
You fucking stupid cunts. <laughs> she she cock blocked the titty talk to talk about walking tall. Yeah, and and all the other actresses like, why the fuck did she walk into this shit like that? She's gonna make it her fucking forum. Like, no, no. Oh. And I don't think she ever got invited to anything again after that. So. God, it's like a, it's like walking in a, a, during a Mickey Coachella set. So, look, um, <laughs> we we have fun. We have fun. Love you, Mickey. Shout outs. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Boy, RD, good. So, look, I hope he still has that giant uh, stool from his set. Yes, yes. So, uh, they, uh, he can't. He gets a little bit of guilt, right? He can't murder one of these girls, so he just decides to pay them with this dirty money. But they find the bag of super crack, and let me tell you, they're excited. This crack shit's killing them! Holy shit, Jim! Super Jim! Holy shit, Larry Jim! Put that back, that's supposed to be for the winner! Look at this, girls! The party ain't over yet! I love that she just finds a big bag of crack and the whole room is like, yeah, fuck yeah. It's like, honestly, the intensity in the scene is like akin to like a fourth quarter touchdown for a game-winning Super Bowl touch, like a game-winning Super Bowl touchdown. Like everybody's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, giant bag of crack. I was going to say, it's kind of like when Eric and I are doing shows and the booker comes up and is like, hey, Food and drink are free. Yeah! <laughs> Give me all your cheese pretzels now! Female comedians just start kissing instantly, <laughs> mounting each other. I've never I've never done crack, but I'm pretty sure this is as realistic as reefer madness. <laughs> no, I just I start doing one drink and I want to get my money's worth, so then I get out the funnel. And I start doing one in the butt at the same time. I'm like, I am like a camel. I store it in my humps. I am walking out of this fully inebriated. And that's why me and Ashley don't go to Hoagie Fest anymore. Anyway, um, <laughs> while we're banned for Wawa. We've <laughs> from a lot of places. Like a whole foot long. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh they immediately find the crack but you know what you shouldn't be smoking it it's kind of dangerous as they all start one after another they after a couple minutes of them bouncing around with their titties and going crazy and i love that they're just they're like got a stem and just fucking just all of them just start exploding one after another i like how not gory the explosions are it's just like one second they're a regular person the next they're clearly just not a a prop that just fucking explodes uh, yeah. one after Their another. Their body parts just start, like, separating. Yeah. Oh, God, exactly. it's so good. So, uh, even while this is all happening, Zoro comes up, and I love that Zoro gets knocked out as he sees these exploding hookers, and her head just comes out and knocks Zoro's big ass out. He's like, oh, like this. It's a fucking symphony of violence for the next couple of minutes, but he ends up taking all the parts with him so he can go make his new lady. He's like, I'll make this right. He starts fucking assembling his girlfriend back together with all the best parts. He's like, ah, where are the perfect lay? I don't know why. It really made me laugh laugh the part where he has all the legs and he keeps like slapping them back and forth and you just see how rubbery they are well, i love my my number one takeaway from this part of the movie 
when he starts trying to make up like how he's going to put her back together and he starts saying things like we're going to get you new shoes Mm -hmm. we're going to make you all better and all i could think i was like huh typical man destroys a woman and then he's like i'm gonna put you back together i was like okay (laughs) so Uh, uh, my favorite part was the big check mark on her butt yeah the big check mark on her ass uh puts puts her all back together the the hoists her up and i it's also very funny that he has this very very small one car garage clearly but inside it's like the footprint is like 20 times that size he has a whole science lab inside of it uh so much for that it has a sunroof so he can hoist the body up on a giant lightning rod so it can get that it's like it doesn't make sense he has doctor who technology in this small new jersey uh single family home very very funny um but I think another great mo- name for the movie would have been New Jersey Frankenstein. Yeah, that would make that would have made a lot of sense. Uh, but Jersey girl. Finally, she gets struck by lightning. Frankenhooker is born. She comes down. She looks around. They're finally reunited. Want a date? Going out? Looking for some action? Need some company? No, wait, wait, huh? It's it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Got any money? Money? No, I don't. I don't have any money. Bitch <laughs> slaps him immediately. <laughs> she sounds like me DMing guys. <laughs> she becomes every Hollywood executive's perfect woman. So she she immediately goes up and she uh, fucking hits the streets of New York looking for some fucking action because she is the Franken Hooker. Uh, now I would like to mention before we get in, this is the fifty-five minute mark of a ninety-minute movie, so we don't even get until it's Act Three until we finally see the Franken Hooker, uh, the aforementioned. So. Very much, you know what? A lot of people have compared this to the movie Alien, uh, just for that fact uh, that, you know, you don't really see the alien until really late in the movie. Very similar. I liked, I saw it right away. Uh, that, that, at, uh, at this point, I turned the movie off because I expected her to meet Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if they made pretty Frankenhooker, I'm on fucking board, pal. And, and actually eating uh, George Costanza. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So, um, I have to say, like as a woman, so I didn't grow up with this movie, but I did see it a few years ago. Um, I think Frankenhooker is such an iconic look for women in horror. Um, there's something really fantastic about like the way she's dressed and the special effects. Just not that it was a lot, but just like you know the the, the sewn arms and legs and then the neck and and then the fact that she comes back with purple hair. Aww. Um, doesn't quite make sense, but but like it's such a very fun, know, sexy, iconic thing that I've seen done over the years at like Halloween parties for only like women that really seem to know. But God, I fucking love it it's one of my favorite like costumes for women to go as 10 out of 10 there is one thing that we know about frankenhooker and that's who's not her president let me tell you um so 
<laughs> anyway, we we she goes down the streets, continuing to ask people uh, uh, for for a good time. And I like the scene where everybody, every man she meets that like rejects her, she just fucking slaps in the face like this. Like, what a date! You going out? Oh uh, no, thanks. I'm on my way home, but uh, thanks anyway. I. Uh! Throws him in front of a moving car. Oh, it's so good. So good. I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> so uh, she eventually does find her first John. I can't, I can't believe she finds so many homosexual men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she eventually finds her first John, and uh, he's a... He looks, I don't know who this actor's name really is, but the best way to describe him is if you've ever seen uh, Billy Madison, She he looks like his first grade teacher a little bit. That, that's yes. what he kind of looks like. The guy who sits on you in Billy Madison. Um, I think that's not the That's not the teacher. That's the principal. Oh, is it the principal? I apologize. My bad. My bad. But you know who I'm talking about. Yes. That's, that's, yes. that's who he kind of looks like. And, uh, yeah. of course, uh, they go to go fuck. He's like, oh, I know this place. I know this place. Yes, yes, yes. He's very, very excited. It's sort of hot in here. But as they're fucking, he's getting real hot. So much so that she eventually makes him explode and then holds his head up. That was wonderful. So his severed head is still even though so Alright, just just real quick about this scene. The guy explodes, and as you're watching him explode, you see clearly that there's a beam of light that goes through his head as his head cracks open, okay? That's what you see. And then two seconds later, she's holding his severed head in like this special effect. Where now it's fully intact again. He goes, oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> Which is, it's, I love how fucking bad the editing and the planning for that is. It's, it's, it's one of those beautiful things in a movie that I really like. That you expect us, the viewer, one second later to pretend that what we just saw, not even five seconds ago, hey, that didn't really happen. He's fine. <laughs> his head talks. Everything was perfectly believable, and that scene took me right out. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Jeremy. It's my favorite. It's my favorite kind of bit. It's the same kind of bit I always call. I always harken back to Orgasmo, which is the funniest special effect I've ever seen. Where in Orgasmo, there's a fight scene between Ron Jeremy and Trey Parker, where he jump kicks. He jump kicks him in the face, and all of a sudden. Ron Jeremy's head is actually a ceramic pot that kind of looks like Ron Jeremy and he just breaks it with a jump kick. And I swear to you, Eric Woodworth in the year 2000 has never laughed harder at anything, at anything other than the ceramic pot fucking kick scene. And then one second later, his head is just, it's just i don't know why that bad level of bad special effects make me laugh so goddamn hard and uh this movie has it in droves i liked everything about frankenhooker until they downed on the eagles hence i don't like frankenhooker oh classic robbie robinson bit all right so 
as she's walking the streets, right, uh, she eventually makes her way back to uh, the Grande Huevos Club. And, uh, of course, I love. I had to pull this. I pulled audio just so I could pull this, right? I got all the other clips that we listened to, but it was really just the intention for sad Zorro. So this is Zorro. He's at the bar. <laughs> And he's sad that all of his hookers are gone. And I don't know why this is one of the funniest fucking parts of the fucking movie. No, 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 no. They didn't leave. They didn't go nowhere. They just blew up. Blew up. Fucking exploded. One minute they're my bitches, the next the piece is all over. Well, when a man loses his hoes, he loses everything. I didn't lose them, man. They just blew up. <laughs> I love Zoro just so bad that his hookers exploded. <laughs> you don't understand. I didn't lose nothing, man. They just fucking exploded. Oh, God damn. Liken it to the scene where uh, Al Pacino is sitting there as Scarface with all that cocaine in front of him. And he's so sad because he knows that he's going to have to fight a war. Yeah, that is true. I thought, I thought the exact same thing. So, uh, 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 Zorro's friend goes and hits on the Frankenhooker. Uh, eventually, I think I can't tell how this death exactly happens. Okay, I think he's trying to like eat her pussy, and then he starts to catch on fire, and then uh, he explodes. As that's what happens when you try to fuck the Frankenhooker, and then. Zorro has come in. He's like, "Hey, man, that's my arm," because he still has the has the Zorro brand on it. And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she he fucking punches her head clean off because he's so strong. And so her head is just dangling like this, and electricity is shooting everywhere. Jeffrey has finally made his way to the club. He finds her and then just kind of clap traps her head back on, and then walks her out like, "Oh, thank goodness, I found you." I like to think that that Bill, that's Bill Nye's the science guy favorite scene because his legs actually become like an arc ladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, today, kids, we're going to show you how electricity works with this dead hooker. <laughs> that was my favorite Bill Nye episode. <laughs> and by the way, it was it was really great how her how her head goes backwards. And still, her eyes and her mouth move. So. Yeah, yes, it's, it was. It, it's a great scene overall. Uh, so he's finally back at his place. He's able to give her just a little bit of juice, but, but with regular old AC energy from the house. And she comes back, and she's her. She's herself again. She's regular Elizabeth, but she notices that everything isn't right with her. So very, very proud of you. These aren't my arms. This isn't my hand. These aren't my legs. This isn't my breast. Look at me. What have you done? Take it easy, all right? Just calm down. I can explain everything. I had to make a few changes, that's all. There wasn't enough of you left to fry an egg with. I feel so strange, as if there were so many different women inside of me. All right, maybe I had to do a few unorthodox things, but, you know... Things didn't turn out so bad. I mean, I love you. I love you. And you're alive. And I love you, Elizabeth. Now more than ever, I love you. And we're going to spend the rest of our lives together, me and you. And then Zorro comes in and chops off fucking Jeff's head. The question is, who are you? And for what I've been hearing, you ask is mine. I'm taking possession of it now. 
You hear me, honey? You hear me, Crystal? You hear me, Angel? So, truth? so no. as he as he calls out to his old hookers, the rest of their body parts are in like the little cooler, and all of a sudden the cooler fucking dumps over, and the atrocities that crawl out of this, uh, it's like one is like a torso with a mouth and like a hand and boobs underneath. Yeah, there, there's titties and just all start attacking Sweet Zoro as it uh, drags him into the cooler where it eats him alive. But I do love the part where it not only eats him alive, at the last second they were like, oh, wait a second. It grabs the crack also and pulls it into the fucking thing. <laughs> because even though it is an undead abomination, it still is like, I'd also like to do crack while I murder this guy. Uh, it's such a good, God, chef's kiss good. But God, Poor Jeffrey is still super murdered, right? He is he's just ahead. They had established a second before all this happened that he's like, I can't share it with anyway. It only works on women. So I like that he's 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 figured out his excuse, okay, is that oh I I I discovered eternal life, but it only works for women. Who would want to even care about this? And so he she goes, she then gets to work. And ends up putting him back to e- together. And here's the final scene of the movie. Good notes. And of course I used living parts. Living parts? What do you mean living parts? Holy shit. That's not my hand. What are these boobs? Elizabeth, what did you do to me? I lo- So he's now... They reveal that he is also another Frankenhooker, basically, and he's got giant, huge fucking rocking tits. And he's like, what's going on with me like this? And I like that he just keeps feeling his tits while it's happening. Well, I loved this scene because it finally explained how Eric came to be. <laughs> that is true. I can explain. Obviously, since your serum only works on female body parts... I couldn't reuse your old body or even Zoro's, so naturally I had to make some changes. No. Where's my Johnson? What did you do to me, Elizabeth? <laughs> Granted, what I did may have been a bit unorthodox, but hey, you look great, and you're alive, and you're back with me, and I love you. I love you, Jeffrey, and we're together again, all of us. Together again. And that brings us to an end of Frankenhooker, our pick of the week. Ashley, your final thoughts on Frankenhooker. Um, I I love this movie. I'm glad Eric picked it. It's one we should have done a long time ago. Um, hey, again, very female empowered ladies. If a man does something bad to you, do it back to him. There you go. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Frankenhooker. Uh, these final scenes, I'm pretty sure, gave uh, Brian Yuzna the biggest boner ever. But um, all I can say is this movie is the greatest um, documentation of the Caitlyn Jenner story. <laughs> 
Want a gold medal? Uh, no. So I, uh, no. Personally, hey, I loved, uh, I love Frank and Hooker. I was, I was glad it was a shot in the dark this week. I thought about doing a heavy hitter. I was like, you know what? We need some fun back in, uh, in quality time for episode 301, which I was excited uh, to do with, with all of you folks this week. Um, great movie. So check it out. Hey, it's currently free on Tubi if you want to watch a couple ads, or you can go and rent it on YouTube or any of our other fine Google Play stores anywhere movies are found. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at? Um, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, or you can also find me at Slash and Gash DMV on Instagram. Uh, you can catch me in Sterling, Virginia, August 13th for the Mass uh, Debaters, Master Debaters, I think it's called, in Sterling, Virginia. We'll be debating uh, topics. Uh, you can also catch me... Um, like I said, August 28th, uh, headlining in Mount Airy at the Upper Deck. Uh, that'll be $10 uh, tickets online. Now, fuck yeah. So check all that shit out. All things Eric Comedy, EricComedy.com. Just follow me on my socials. I'll put shows up there. Jeremy, take us the fuck out of here. Uh, Want a date? <laughs>